Welcome to another Book on the Shelf podcast. I'm Jet. And I'm Jen. We started a book club and didn't talk about the books. Yep. <laughs> so we started a podcast instead. And now on episode 117. What? I know. Madness. <sighs> Chaos. Um, we are doing... Oh, I should have... I should have mathed this before. I'm not prepared. Uh, we are working <laughs> with one of our most favorite publishers. Uh, they are local to Toronto. It is Coach House Books. If you've been here before, you know. Um, does that mean the drinking game might get played this episode? Possibly. Maybe. <laughs> uh, Jet has a drinking game with our very first book from them, I believe, right? I believe I it was. was. Yeah, no, I do think it um, was. I'm still obsessed with it to this day, and I keep meaning to reread it. Um, who was also translate, translated by the translator of the book that we're about to talk about. Yes. Uh, but either way, we've done... This has to be at least six or seven. I Again, I was bad. Yeah, because mad. we did... Yeah, we started with Paper Houses, and then... Um, Drinking game. Uh, Jen said it, haha, not me. <laughs> um, and then we did Zip Pine Islands and the Imago Imago State. Yeah. And there's a third one. Yes. Vana? Uh yes, right. Was yeah. Like this the sci fi one. Yeah. Um and... and then we did the also translated by Rhonda Mullins, the Jocelyn Saucier one. Um oh, yeah. Miles to go before I sleep. Yeah. I feel like there's still more. That was only three, though. Right? We've done more than three. Yeah, we're definitely missing something. <laughs> oh, um, the the monsters one. The lesser known monsters of the oh, yes. 21st century. Can that was also Crochet's. Yeah. Um, that was, like, nominated for all kinds of awards, you know? Yeah, yeah. That one was great. I loved that one. Um. I still feel like there was maybe something. Uh, yeah, I do also feel like we're still missing something. Oh, um, there was the one by Amanda LaDuke, the... Um... Yes. Uh, disfigured. That's the one? On fairy tales, disability and yeah. making space. Yep. Yeah, that's me trying to, like, quickly scroll and, like... <laughs> but at least those, maybe more. Um, oh, yeah, because those were the... Yeah, Pine Islands. That was the fall releases. I feel like yes. we had, like, a spring one one time, too. Anyways... Oh, and because the sun. Oh, the, right. The poetry. The poetry. Book, um, by Sarah Burgoyne. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've done so many. Yeah. We love Coach House. We do. Um, and I feel like most of the time we don't even like pick one. We're just like, hey, James, send us something. And he, yes. he like, always picks good ones. It's true. Uh, so this is Sing Nightingale uh, by Marie-Hélène Poitras and translated, as we said, by Rhonda Mullins. Yes. Yes. Love her. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the author? Yes. So she was born in Ottawa and lives in Montreal. She received the Prix Anne Hébert for her first novel, Soudain le Minotaur, which I think translates... Oh, yes, it's right there. Suddenly the Minotaur. Which I guess makes sense. Yes. Um, her short story collection, La Mort et Mignon et Autre Histoire, was. Aren't you impressed with my French, guys? Uh, yes, my that's accent. why I purposely yeah. had you do this paragraph. <laughs> my <laughs> accent probably leaves something to be desired. Apologies for that. Anyway, it was a finalist for the Prix des Libéries de Québec, um, while Griffintown 
was inspired by her experience as a carriage driver in old Montreal. <laughs> cool, random job. Yes. Um, Sing Nightingale is an ode to creation and draws on her travels in the French countryside. How do we get carriage driver in old Montreal? That sounds like weirdly fun. That's so crazy. Like, how do you even, <laughs> how are you, like, I just, like, I just always assume it was some sort of, like, old man jet lag. Truly, right? right? Crazy. Uh, and Rhonda Mons, uh, as we've mentioned a few times, she's a Montreal-based translator and done many, many books, um, as we've said. So, uh, from French into English. Um, so, as we said, Miles Before I Go to Sleep. Uh, she also, and again, paper houses, uh, drinking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's a seven-time finalist for the Governor General's Literary Award for Translation, which is crazy. Um, and she won for a different book by um, Justin Saucier. But yeah, I know, wild, right? And I don't like it's. I feel like the Governor General's thing, like that's a very like super Canadian thing. But like, mm-hmm. I feel like like that's a bit like the Governor Generals are like that's a big deal. Um, totally. And then to, uh, other ones uh, were contenders for CBC Canada Reads, uh, which again is also another one of those kind of like big Canadian book award mm-hmm. things. Um, I don't know, like, yeah, like, those two kind of seem like the big ones to me. I don't know if we have other ones that are, like, equivalent um, to something else. The Giller famous. is the other big oh, yeah, one. the Giller, yeah. that's right. I'm like, there's gotta be some, there's something, right, to Scotiabank. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> uh, and she was actually the inaugural literary translator in residence at Concordia. What? Amazing. And, oh, and she does a, she does a mentorship program uh, at the Banff International Literary Translation Program. Honestly, I think translation would be really cool. Super cool. And also, like, Banff has all these cool, like, yes. little things. Like, they have a really, like, niche, um, like, film festival program thing. Oh, cool. Yeah, and they have the artist residency there. Yeah. yeah. And then now there's, they have an international At literary the Banff Center for the Arts. program. So cool. Yeah, that's really cool. So cool things happening in Banff. Which, by the way, is, like, in the middle of a national park. Yeah. Like, in the mountains. Not even just, like, a national, like mountains whatnot um so yeah let's talk about sing nightingale uh cbc books had it as a canadian fiction to read uh for the first half of 2023 actually i forget what did, when did it come out it came out literally not telling me cool uh oh that's weird. oh february february <laughs> february okay i was like how is there like, no so date strange. anywhere um, no release date for you yeah uh, and they called it Peter Greenaway meets Angela Carter, a gothic tale of secrets and revenge. Ooh. Um, do you want to give us the little, yes. little blurbs? So when the curtains rise on Malmaison, it reveals a once enchanted estate quietly falling into darkness and ruin. And at the heart of it, a father, mm-hmm. one of a long line of fathers who have flourished at the expense of those around them. The silence seems peaceful, but lurking under is a deep malevolence. Hence the name of the place, Malmaison. <laughs> oh, me putting that together right now. <laughs> <laughs> Scores of ugly and violent secrets kept by cast-off mistresses and abandoned daughters. Wild. Um, ever greedy, the father brings in, I'm assuming it's Eleanor? Eleanor? <laughs> well, and because, like, with the, the whole time in my head I was calling her so then, Eleanor. Like, yeah, I also was calling her Eleanor in my head. Okay. Cause, yeah, because it would almost be like Alienor because the right? Alienor, and then like that was too much in my mouth and I couldn't. 
Also, I feel like if you're saying it in French fast enough with the accent, it probably sounds a lot like Eleanor said with a French accent. Anyway, she promises to make the lands give even more of themselves. The plants will flourish. The animals will multiply. Each feast will be more sumptuous than the last. So the father thinks that the stage is set to satisfy his every desire. But Eleanor will bring a new script, one in which the hunters are hunted and a new reign will begin. Damn. I know, right? I obviously went into this completely blind as i always do with everything yeah so did i <laughs> same thing i don't even think i read the back of the book <laughs> no, I literally okay to didn't. be fair i do think i read the back of the book so like but it really doesn't i mean not that it like tips you off in any way no <laughs> like if someone was like what's this about i'd have a hard time summing it up for them well yeah and yeah because even like that little blurb is the back of the book but i definitely didn't read that <laughs> <laughs> oh man so yeah where do we I don't even know where we start here I don't even know where we start either um, so we meet kind of our like some of the cast of characters yes um, they're always just referred to as like the father yeah I think he's referred to by name once but I forget what his name was well and it's like later on and it's kind yes, of like yes it's a, much later in the book you know yeah it's like Bernard or something. Yeah. yeah, it's Bernard. Okay. Um, and the whole time, like, it's clearly this, like, made-up place and time. Like, it has the vibes of, like, you know, as they said, like, French countryside, like, old. Yes. Like, olden days, you know? Like, where I would have met. Because they, they're so focused on, like, farming and animals. And they call everyone, like, you know, like, the hazelnut vendor and the, the, the mushroom vendor. And the, and, yeah that kind of stuff but then also there's times where they like clearly drive a car and have like a hot air balloon well and there's a mention of an airport at one point yeah and like but then other people like traveling by ship and like all this like it's this crazy like fantasy world Mm -hmm. well and there's so many like times that it's like like even in this description where it says the curtain rises and there's this idea that it's almost like a set yes and, like, it's just peppered in just enough. Oh, yeah. It's very subtle. That then you're like, oh, wait, what? Because, like, sometimes, like, on, like, at the start of a new chapter, that's right, it would talk about, like, mm-hmm. oh, like, this happened. You know, and you're just like, wait, what? What is this? Yeah. Um, which I think really plays just into Coat House in general, like, how it's always different. And that, mm-hmm. like, you can, I mean, we talk about this all the time, right? You can write however you want to write. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not straightforward. So. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, so there's a father. Um, his wife is dead. Yes. Um, but his his son is returning because he's, I think mm-hmm. he's, like, asked him to return, right? Um, and he's, you know, as the blurb said, like, he's asked, there's he's found this woman who's going to come and, like, help fix the land because there's always kind of it sort of seems like maybe he's struggling or like not doing well or like not yeah. able to support himself, but you can't really tell. Um, but yes, yeah, so then he's, he has donkeys. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. And then every yes. like yes. father before him had like a different animal that they farmed or something. Yeah. Like sheep or, um, can't remember the first one but yeah wow me neither that's so bad i literally <laughs> finished reading this today my brain is like soup yeah. 
Um, but yeah. But yes, his son sorry. comes home. Gentil. Gentil. Um, Which I wasn't sure how to pronounce at first until they said that it was like Gentil. Yeah. Um, Spelled completely differently, but. Yes. Uh, well, and that's why like, I just had the nursery rhyme song in my head the entire time. And then it starts coming up because like there's a bunch of which nursery like, rhyme, uh, like the Alouette song. Oh, okay, which yeah. is no, I the yeah. most like terrifying. That was the, yes, song that was ever. the only one I knew um, of all of the different. Because that's the other thing is like there's little nursery rhymes and songs yeah. sort of like throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the Alouette one was the only one that I. Yes. Well, and I, I feel like that must be. I mean, obviously, like maybe. At the back, it says it's, tra- it's a traditional French Canadian. It's French Canadian, yeah. That's yeah, because we definitely did. We definitely learned that in school. I absolutely learned it, but I, for sure, only found out, and probably, and because one of those things were like, I would have learned it before I started learning French. We only right, I definitely like, didn't know what it meant for an extremely long time. Yeah, like I learned that in the last like two years. <laughs> and but it's because one of those songs, like you just like say the words, right? Yeah. You don't even really know. Alouette, gentil, alouette. Alouette, gentil, fumeray. And it's really just about, you know, plucking, uh, plucking all the feathers off of a live bird. Yep. Uh, <laughs> amongst other things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and because like growing up, I never would have seen it written out either. So then to no, the point when exactly. I would have been learning French, I wouldn't have known to like think back on that. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so for a week I was just like singing that song as I read this book constantly. But then also being horrified, but then also that's kind of the point. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> Cause yeah, like it's the whole book just kind of has like this there's definitely like there's like mystery. Like you don't know exactly what's going on. And it's for a sure. little like sexy mystery sometimes. Oh yeah. Cause like Undo. Like the, I mean, and the dad's kind of like a creeper, sort of. Oh, like... for sure. <laughs> Especially when you learn afterwards. There's a lot of incest happening. Yeah. When even just like, it's just like so many references to just like, oh, like a woman happened to walk past. It's like, oh, well, and then he yes. had his way with her and whatnot. And, and you're just like, okay. Which, which again, also kind of gave it that sort of like, older times mm-hmm. in a village vibe where like it was a little you know for sure <laughs> but and even just like there are times like when he would be like watching Eleanor like just watching her and I'm like hey dude step back a little bit like <laughs> yeah and lots of talk about like wet nurses and helping himself to you uh-huh. know anyways yep. <laughs> Because, yeah, at first I was just like, what is happening? I'm not going to lie to you. That was a lot of my reaction to most of the book. Mostly just because, like, because it's of the way that it's written. Yeah. Where it's not, like, a straightforward narrative. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of moments where I was like, wait, what's going on? (laughs) And I was confused. Well, and because it flips a little bit between, like... Malmaison and the town and like the father mm-hmm. or whatever and then to Eleanor where like you're kind of getting her side and so you can tell like she's coming but like she has a mission and she is you know mm-hmm. 
ready to burn this place down kind of a thing. And so then you're just like, but why? Like, what's going on? Because at this point, like, I mean, aside from being a creep, bit of a creeper, like, the father just seems to be some lonely old guy. Like, right. I don't really know. Um, and, uh, and there's all the, like, forest talk, which, like, as soon as forests are involved, it's always just, like, hints of creep, right? Because, like, mm-hmm. and there was one line, too, where it was, like, there are many more things to find in the forest. Fruit, dreams, secrets. <sighs> yeah. And because, like, that's where, like, the mother is buried, too. Like, in mm-hmm. the and it's this whole, like, well, and then that weird stuff happens in the forest with the father. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's why this is like a weird one to talk about. Cause we can't really just like, <laughs> it is a weird one to talk about. I always find it difficult to talk about books like this because I like, again, I never know where to start. And yeah. so much of it is in like the language and how it's told. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which again, like I think plays to a lot of the different, uh, ones that we've read from coach house mm-hmm. where it does have that different, like it's not straight quote-unquote like normal narrative where you just read the page and flip like you kind of have to even just the way it's broken up when there's one of the nursery rhymes or something Mm -hmm. or like when it flips to somebody else or like you just kind of have to like stop and like think about it every now and then and like it's not always obvious when it's kind of a flashback because there's one point where it goes back to like talking about the the miller and his family yes and that kind of stuff plus and again it's this like you know, made up landscapes or you're trying to like figure things out and like enjoyable. Um, well, they're like brewing different alcohols. Yeah. Like I loved all of the sort of like herbology. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. Well, yeah. Well, so, um, semi-focus here for a hot second. So it starts with, so like the father's at home um, his son, Jaunty, is re- going to return, and then, like, Eleanor is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we get a little bit from, like, Eleanor's perspective of, like, her travel. Because um, she has seems to have quite the journey to get there. Yeah. And then Jaunty, from wherever he's coming back from, we're getting little bits of, like, him and also why he wanted to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the father knows is that, like, his, like, marriage kind of fell apart. Um, but we learned that he's actually, like, trying to sort out his gender identity. Yes. Um, and his mother-in-law actually, like, kicked him out. Uh, because she, like, found him in drag one time. Mm-hmm. Which really only just made me love Jaunty even more. Right. Um, and I was like, oh, I love you. Uh, oh, and it only gets better later. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, but then, like... Um, well, and, like, they call her, what, the, the Harridan? She's kind of, like, the housekeeper yeah. person, something. Um, and she clearly, like, knows that, like, knows either that something is going to happen or knows that something is up mm-hmm. or, like, she's in the know. I know at one point she had said, like, like, evil will descend on the young one. Like, there's no, like, we can't protect something. And you're just like, oh, what's happening? What's happening? Right. Um, and then... But they also refer to the perfume house. So it seems like there's... I was obsessed with that. Man. And again, it only got better later, too. It did. So, and it seems to be like a like a second house on the property. Mm-hmm. That the mother, that was kind of like her space. 
And so they've, like, kind of closed it off since she died, and they haven't had anything to do with it. Yeah. But, like, Eleanor is coming and going to, like, stay there. And you're just like, oh, what is this perfume house? Like, ooh. Well, and she, like, blended perfumes there. Like, that was what she was doing. Was, that's literally what it was. Like, yeah. And, like, distilling, like, scents from plants and stuff. And I was like, excuse me, this is so cool. Can we just have, like, a property where we have different houses that, like, do different things? Yeah, preferably with not, like, a weird, you know, string of daughters scattered across the land, but... Well, and that weird fountain that constantly was, like, you know, they, it was basically always referencing to, like, blood and then, like, a mother's milk, so it was always, like, pink and stuff and weird things, and I was just like, oh. Yeah, I am not gonna lie to you. I... Blood in milk is... I don't know what it is about it that grosses me out so much yeah but um yeah yeah (laughs) yes well even just like all of the that whole like animal vegetable mineral like the because at once jean t is back he goes into town to get groceries and like he goes Mm -hmm. to all the little like and it's again it's kind of in that like olden times i keep saying that because i don't know how else to describe it where it's like they weren't going to a grocery store that had everything. He was going to, like, one person Different for the thing and yeah. one person for, the, like, he was getting a parakeet from one and then, like, pistachios from another and, like, all the oh my different God, I wanted to eat those pistachios. Oh, so hard. <laughs> <laughs> always want to eat pistachios. Um, but then he, like, ends up eating, someone gives him, like, a death cat mushroom. Mm-hmm. And right away I was like, oh. Well, I gotta say, if somebody was like, here, try this, its nickname is a death cat mushroom, I'd be like, mm, no, no thanks. Um, but then he definitely, like, passes out and, like, hallucinates or something. Oh, yeah, and, like, he the goes bird on dies a trip. And he drops the eggs. But then the dad, the father comes and, like, they do the shopping again because they're preparing a boar's head. So it's in this weird way we have to, like, put different things in the eyes and, like, because it's very that, like, live off the land where, like, you have an animal and you use as much as possible. Yeah. Stuff and it was just I'm like this is getting freaky and weird. Yep, <laughs> definitely. Um, well, because so then that's kind of when, um, Eleanor arrives, and oh, because we were talking about that like the blood and the milk thing. Because, and I'm I'm just looking because I have like the one quote written down. Because again, we don't know like the father just keeps coming to and says that she's coming to like kind of help with the land so you think that she's mm-hmm. sort of you know not like witchy magical but like something where like oh often they're gonna have like great harvests and something. totally yeah know. she's got like a i don't know something yeah sort of green thumb thumb type of situation yeah. going on but the one, one thing that i had written down was it was quoted she said but nothing scares her she will force them into submission blood is stronger than milk she is in noirax to the end to end the chaos to restore order to the world Mm-hmm. And that's why I was like, okay, wait, what? <laughs> what is she about to do when she gets? Because <laughs> when I like, I even read the general, I was like, why does she want to destroy them? The Harridan clearly like doesn't like them, mm-hmm. but still works there. And I'm like, but why? Yeah. Well, we learned why. <laughs> oh. Oh yeah, and then she just like goes out in the forest and like picks stuff to make absinthe. What? Yes. Well, because she says something about the green fairy at first, and I didn't catch on right away. And then I was like, oh, oh I get it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah obviously it makes sense. They just, like, figured out how to make it from stuff. But I was just like, see, in this day and age, I would never think about that. Right? <laughs> oh, man. Yep. But it's very, like... I guess like sensual is the right word like in yes. every way like just like in this in the literal sense of evoking mm-hmm. your senses um yeah. but also in the like slightly sexier sense also yeah like everything just kind of had tinges of both of that mm-hmm. like the, the way that they're describing thing again because it is there's so much talk of food and the again like whether it's the animals or the, the you know, there's lots of fluffy, crusty bread they talk about. Mm-hmm. And, like, just all of that kind of, because food is such a, like, well, as you, like, sensual, but, like, in that, like, it can lead to. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, So, yeah, the whole thing just kind of had that little, like, ooh, like, vibe to it. Totally. I liked it. Um, but then they're just, like, and that's why this was, it was, I could... It was really hard to tell, like, the father's place, which I think was kind of the point of, like, us mm-hmm. not really knowing. Is he, like, some poor guy that, like, lives here and, like, that's why, like, Jaunty's coming back to, like, help him. But then he's, like, running for political office. Yeah, mayor, mayor or I think. And so he throws this huge party in town. Yeah. And they, like, take a hot air balloon. And, like, the Harrington and Eleanor, like, make this fancy dress for her. And... Eleanor wanted, like, a llama, so, like, it was this... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. So it's just, like, this, like, wild, crazy party, and you're just, like, what is going on? But yeah. then there's the painting that keeps, like, changing, and, like, mm-hmm. that whole thing was a whole other separate thing. <laughs> yeah, this book has levels. Yeah, because there's so much talk about this painting by this... I can't remember what they called him. Um, but it's the like painter... P- Pedras or something? Yes. Um, um, yeah, Peter, I believe, is yeah. the English translation. <laughs> they had, like, multiple of his mm-hmm. paintings, and it was this big thing, and, like, but he had this, like, weird thing that he did where he made the ivies look like they were growing the wrong direction. Yeah. So it was, like, off-putting, but, like, it was supposed to be, and, like, then, yeah, like, at one point, like, they heard and looked at it, and it was, like, different, and you're like, what is happening? Yeah, I'm obsessed with things like that. <laughs> so good. I love that. The idea of a painting that's just, like, always slightly different. So you're, like, not quite yeah. sure. Well, because it kind of... And because everything is so, like, with the plants and the things and the mm-hmm. stuff, it was making me think of, like, um, the Mexican Gothic house. Oh, yeah. Where, like, the yeah. wallpaper was kind of, like, alive with plants right. and stuff. Um, yeah, it kind of gave me those, like... And especially because, like, at first I was envisioning it kind of as, like, a smaller, not hot, but, like, small house. like Yeah, like a it, French farmhouse type yeah. of deal. And just, like, appropriately sized for, like, a family that had one child kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But then, like, clearly it's much bigger than that because, like, it grows. Yeah, it's more later like a on, manor. Like, you see more of it. And I was just like, oh, like, I don't know. But let's talk about the party because the party gets wild. It does get wild. <laughs> In many ways. <sighs> oh, man. <laughs> yep. Um, is that where Jaunty ends up having his threesome? Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Go, Jaunty, go. Get it. Because everyone's kind of like, because it's the father and Jaunty and Eleanor. And, like, they kind of all end up separated and, like, doing their own thing. Because, obviously, like, the father's trying to, like, schmooze and whatever. Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, so, like, he ends up with, Jaunty ends up with the hazelnut vendor. And right. There's a whole bunch of, like, sailors or air force pilot or some sort of military men of some kind. Um, and yeah, that happens. Mm-hmm. And cause at first, like, I forgot what, like, gender the hazelnut vendor was. So at first I was just like, whew, like, found himself a cute boy, I love this, do it, whatever. But then, like, he was kissing one of them and then the other person was clearly going down on him. But then oh, they, yeah. like, switched places. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, wait, what? And then that's when, some the way something was worded, then I was like, oh, the hazelnut vendor's, okay. Just like... Okay, we are just let's do this, Jaunty. I love it. Yeah. But then and we only kind of learn more about it kind of a bit later, but uh the father and Eleanor like start on their way back to Malmaison, but like he the father gets like super injured in the woods. Oh yeah. But we don't really know like how or why, but there's oh my god, there's like writing in his flesh. Yeah, that was so. That's odd. like that sounds like it's. Well, I don't know. I don't know how, how like the skin's kind of like ribboning off. Yes. Like as if when you were like, you know, if you were like right, like cursive this word, you know, like it was. Yeah, yeah. And that's when we first get the quote of "better drowned than unhappily married." Oh yes. And you're like, mm. oh boy. Yeah. And then that's when we get the story about the miller and his family. Yes. Which also was like wild and crazy. <laughs> so much happens in this. <laughs> well, because like at some point earlier on, there had been mentioned about how like there's a mill, but it doesn't no one like it's not in mm-hmm. use. And the father was kind of talk, like sort of threw out an idea of like, you know, he and Jean-T could like get it going again or something. But you're like, okay, whatever flower cool um but then yeah then you get this little story and how like there there weren't any priests or nuns but then like no one would come to marry the daughter yeah and then like the parents died but then like the daughter kept the mill going but, like, she ended up marrying the old man whose son had been helping her, who, like, was more of her age, and, like, the son liked her, but she married the old man because, obviously, like, she mm-hmm. was just trying to, like, get married because that's what you would kind of do. And then, like, some hunter arrives, but, like, the old man was dying, but then, like, the girl ends up with the hunter, but then mm-hmm. the son comes home, and they've, like, hidden the fu- the the. Fu- <laughs> the father off somewhere oh yeah in like a shed or something yeah so they like tied him up in a shed because he's dying but then the son comes back and is like what happened as like the the miller's daughter and like the hunter are like literally getting it on or you know oh, yeah. and then like he like killed the son kills them all and then like finds his dad but then like and then he like leaves and then like the townsfolk find all these people but then like well and like she... so he kills the the hunter yeah and then like ties her to oh, yeah. the dying old man. So when they bind them all. Yes. She's oh, like. And she was pregnant. That's right. Yes. Oh my God. 
Well, because she doesn't die, right? No, because she ends up using the mill as, like, a fortress to, like, yeah. like she kind of, like, locks it all up and, like, hides in there. And then you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it was it was wild. Because then when it flips to, like, the next chapter, that's when it, again, hints at the, like, this is a play, there are sets. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to, like, move some of the stuff around. And I'm like, what? And then it jumps forward. Like, we jump forward in, like, a season and it's the winter. Um, and just out of, like, like, Gentil is now Gentil. Yes. And they're, like, eating a meal. And, like, but everyone's still all there. Like, the Harridan and the father and mm-hmm. Gentil and Eleanor. And we're just like, what? <laughs> yes. But also at the same time, like, I love this kind of stuff. We're just like, wait, what? I know, right? <laughs> So, yes, Gentile comes down in, like, a dress all done up. Yeah. And it's just um, so, like, easy. Because yeah. there's, like, I'm Gentile now. And you're, like, okay. Yeah, everyone's, like, cool. Yeah. Great. Love it. Yep. Yeah. But then that's... Oh, wait, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just, 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 that was it. Oh, well, but this is then when... Um, Eleanor asks like what happened to Pamplun who is the mother yeah she's never really gotten that story but then like and like the father's all like sketchy he's like mm, that's only a story you tell in the dark and you're like what what does that mean <laughs> and apparently this whole time so at this point we've known that it's been like a season like we're into into winter or past winter yeah. or whatever but like the father's like weird wounds are still open yes Ooh, and like so like the doctor has to keep coming to like check on him and he was talking about how he was like attacked by some sort of horned animal in the woods Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he's like taking all these like painkillers and yeah 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 he is like sketched out on drugs for sure oh yeah so then i think then that's why like the doctor doesn't think that like it's a real story but like is it because it's him with eleanor in the woods and like they go into the pond like she you know like strips down and goes to like skinny dip at the pond but then like he goes to join her, but then he's attacked by this, like, antlered animal, and you're just like, what? Yeah. And, like, did that really happen? Did it not happen? Because it kind of seems like it happened. Yeah. Unclear. Then we get the, like, perfume house story. Oh, my God. That was my favorite part. Yeah. They're, like, so- bottled memories. Right? Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it would just say, like, you know something slightly more easy but then like when Eleanor would smell it she would get all of like Pamum's memories from that time mm-hmm. which and she was clearly very like, very cool the same thing where like she may have been like hunted and like running through the forest and you're just like what is happening yep yep but then this is kind of when it all starts to come together and get explained mm-hmm. um because this is then the painter comes again. And so at least we've learned, like, the father obviously didn't get elected because. Because he's ailing. Ailing, yeah. Um, and they're talking about, like, the, there's a writer in the shed. And you're like, what? Who ends up actually being the Harridan? Right? I think so, yeah. yeah. That was that was my understanding. Yeah. Um, Did you get the sense that her writing was, like, making the father's wounds worse? Yes, like I took it as what okay. she was writing was, you know, was like, what was coming out on his skin okay. and back. Yeah, okay, absolutely. Cool. I did not imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> well, because there's like, 
So then they kind of end up talking about, like, the painter about the story of Pamplona, and it sounds like she'd kind of disappeared in the night, and, like, the wet nurse was accused, but then he had painted the second painting of her, but, like, Eleanor hadn't seen it, so then they, like, this is where they start, like, exploring the house. Mm-hmm. And they you realize that the house is, like, giant, because they're looking for this other painting. And then we realize that the Harridan is the father's half-sister. Yes. And she had and she had left her child in the woods. Mm-hmm. But at this point, that's all we know. Um, but, like, Pamplone had taken over the perfume. So, it sounds, this, again, this is what I was, what I had in my head. So, like, the father's, father's father, like, the previous patriarchs. Yes. Had had this separate house for their flings and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Pamplone came, she kind of took over that and made it a perfume house so that it couldn't be their like extramarital situation yes. house. Um, it's like that changed it, and then we kind of learn that the Harridan's baby, because like she'd get like given them to a trapper. That's actually Eleanor. So we actually mm-hmm. know that we figured out. That the Harridan housekeeper person and Eleanor, they are mother and daughter. Mm-hmm. But then, <laughs> and this is all happening while, like, the painter and Eleanor and stuff were, like, going through the house. Yeah. And then this is when we realize that the other painting that he's painted of Pamplune is behind the other painting. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> but then... <laughs> <laughs> But then we, because then we're, again, we're getting, like, a little bit, little more bits of the history. And we, like, so when Pamplune had, like, gone running off into the woods, she ran into, like, the family tomb to hide. Mm-hmm. And they didn't find her, so they had, like, locked it. But then, like, the Harridan went and, like, got her out, but she had been poisoned. Yes. So then, like, she came back to the house, so then that's why, like, they had sent away the wet nurse, who kind of made a, maybe was also the Harridan. I'm confused because there were a lot of different people. I was also confused by that. Because that, that's kind of what I thought, was that it actually maybe Because they make mention of how she comes back. Right. Um, so that's kind of what I thought. So, like, then they thought maybe she had poisoned her. But it was this whole thing where, like, she was, like, hiding in the tomb. But then she managed to get out. But then, like, what isn't... But then, really, it's all because the father... And this is when we learned that his name is Bernard. Yes. Um had fathered Eleanor. Mm-hmm. So, his half-sister. Yep. So, Eleanor is his... I don't know what math that turns I mean, into. daughter... Daughter-niece? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, what? Yeah. So, I mean, like... So then right there, that makes sense why, like, the Harridan and him kind of have this, like contemptuous like situation but like mm. also why like she's still there and like helps and like I don't know that's just like so good so much stuff and like family drama right so then Eleanor and Gentile are actually S- sibling <laughs> yeah cousins? I was gonna say yeah sibling cousins yeah <laughs> right I got caught up for a second about I was like they're sisters and I was like wait <laughs> Also, that's the end of Chinatown. Um, 
Chinatown sisters, mother, sister, um, <laughs> if you don't know, Chinatown has a similar ending. <laughs> okay. I've never seen Chinatown. Yeah. Um, you think it's about the water in Los Angeles, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> um, awkward. Uh, sister, daughter, sister, daughter. Eh. I think that's what it is. I think it's sister, daughter. Um, cause same thing. It's a, <laughs> okay. Um, but then we get a little scene of Gentile has like left because mm-hmm. at this point she's like, this is, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. she's like, I'm done here. So she goes to the big, goes to the big city and is kind of like finding that life of like still transitioning. There's one scene where she mentions like how you can still kind of see like a bit of a five, like five o'clock shadow kind of mm-hmm. thing. So like she's still working on that. But anyway, she's doing something and like someone brings her a croissant or whatever and calls her miss. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, oh, and you're like, oh, yay. Yeah. But then, this is then where you're like, I'm still trying to, like, because, so the Harridan is Victoire, right? Yes. Right? So we finally, so we that finally learned that, like, the father is Bernard, and the yes. Harridan, slash maybe wet nurse, is Victoire. Yeah. But so it's, like, all fiction that's been written by her mm-hmm. with the painter, like, he seems to be a real person. Yes. Because she makes mention of, like, oh, I'll just, like, when he leaves, she'll write a new version. hmm I was like, what? Confusion. But in a good way. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. In a good way. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I did spend a lot of time confused. Yeah. <laughs> and then we kind of get a little, like, well, and that's, it's this weird thing where it's sort of that, like, inception thing of, like, now she's writing the writing but like then we still get an ending so like mm-hmm. am i am i with her like are we with her or are we in the end like where where are we um because then yeah you learn that like it's basically because of all this like the father kind of has no money and he's had to like sell the house but like he's allowed to like rent it and still live there yeah. but his whole family so like him and his father and his grandfather like have just other children oh yeah everywhere because they have like very specific blue eyes so like everyone always knows but then he ends up like getting healed and off the drugs the doctor becomes the the mayor they end up getting the mill running again so the whole town now is like gardening and growing food and all these things but like eleanor still lives the father still lives with eleanor and like she reads the stories from Gentile, and then she turned the perfume house into a birthing house so that she can help everyone have their babies. And then it was over and I was like, what? Mm -hmm. I know. Right. But also like in this like amazing way, I'm just like in more of a, like, how do you just like, where did these, where does this come from as you're sitting down and writing and just being like, I have no idea. I mean, they do make reference to like Snow White and, um, Bluebeard, uh-huh. and you can see where there's some pulling from, like those fairy tales. Mm-hmm. But yeah, fascinating. Well, yeah, and because it specifically says at the end, like it features many traditional children's songs. Um, and that's what it's like when you kind of get like part way through. You start, of, I mean, obviously there's a bunch like in it, but then you kind of start getting the like, okay, there's like. I'm seeing the little bits of pieces of like stuff that's like being pulled from other things. You're just like, what? Yeah. Cause like the snow white thing of like, you know, 
running off into the woods and yeah being poisoned yes well and even just almost like kind of being then being found by someone whatever and yes, like living exactly. in this house which yeah. kind of seems to be happening to all of them because like everything around um Pampaloon, like the mother like is weird because like even figuring out kind of how she ended up with the father in the first place like mm-hmm. it was all kind of yeah <laughs> Well, in the Bluebeard story is, I don't know that one as well, but it's like, he's always, there's always a new wife and the previous wife has been murdered. Mm. And like, the new wife slowly finds that out or something. Mm, yeah. Anyway, the wives are being murdered in Bluebeard. Ah. Yeah. Yes. Man, oh, man. Mm-hmm. I don't even like, what? Yeah, I'm trying to like... <laughs> How do we end this discussion? I don't know. Because it was so, like, so interesting. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's just, I mean, obviously, shout out to Rhonda, translated beautifully. Oh, beautifully. Um, And, like, a lot of it, like, it still has, I think she even mentions at the the very end, like, some of it's, like, an old, like, old French words. Yeah, like, archaic French. So, like, you know, like, you keep that word. Because, like, you know, there's words just in English like that too that are like weird old words that you just mm-hmm. uh, use how how they were um but I feel like it's just something that like it just feels very French to me I don't even know what I agree that no yeah no I completely agree <laughs> like like I don't feel like this is something that could have just been written in like plain old English yeah um, I would agree with that assessment because it just comes off so beautiful yeah and I just feel like I could see so much of the house and the forest and the town and the, like, you know, the perfume house and just, like, it just felt so, you called it there when you said sensual, in that, like, mm-hmm. senses. I just was seeing everything, smelling everything, like, especially even when they go into town, like, all the different vendors and stuff, which is so, and, oh, and there was, like, um, the, like, vet or whatever comes at one point and, like, fixes some of the donkeys like fixes it as in like spays or whatever yes or does different like you know and like and there's one point where the painter's dalmatian is just like murdering rabbits yeah and it was just all so like which again then brought up that whole like white and red and the blood and the mouth and all these things yes it was just so not even just visual but in that like yeah central thing yeah like really vivid like yes just yeah vivid in all ways so cool Mm mm-hmm Man. Yep. How people do things. I know, right? And the way it has, like, that kind of, like, darkness of an yeah. old fairy tale. Like, yes. a fairy tale that hasn't been disney yet. Well, yeah, like, all those ones when you're just like, oh, yeah, Cinderella, huh? And they're like, no, but they chopped off all their toes. Yeah. Or, like, right. whatever. Like, their eyeballs got pecked out by birds at the end. Yeah. And, like, again, which just always throws me back to that stupid nursery rhyme. Oh, yes. Oh, because it's just so happy. And you're like, da, 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 da. Right? It's so like, yeah, exactly. Oh, the oh, yay. And you're like, no, I'm saying that I'm plucking out your feathers. Yeah. And I feel like there's other parts where it's just like worse, too. And you're like, what are you like? Yeah, I haven't actually looked at the entire thing since finding out what it means. But I had at one point and then clearly was like, oh, okay, let's just go back. Fair to enough. The... Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, and like, just like the town I was picturing as like. Oh, yeah. The town in, like, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, my God, yes. 
it's a quiet village you know like it had that vibe about it well and yeah like where you know like the roofs would be like thatched with hay yes, or exactly. like and that kind of you know dusty streets and carts with the big wheels and mm-hmm. but then in this weird party way of like there's cars and yes <laughs> stuff it was yeah it was just the world that we was created in, in like out of all the books that we've read that kind of have had more of that world building kind of a thing this was just like really cool mm-hmm. yeah i really enjoyed it yeah. i feel like it's it would be it's a little hard to recommend blankly i agree across the board agreed Again, because it kind of has that more, I don't know how to describe it, because <laughs> words are hard. Um, I have been learning how, that it is so impossible just to describe body movements. It's, it's been my very hard to describe body movements. <laughs> like, or you just end up saying the same thing over and yeah. over and over again. It's like, how many times can my characters, like, <laughs> frown? <laughs> right. Because, oh, like, I have, like... My like Tumblr writer friends like keep going over these things and I'm just like I don't know and like I'm again I'm trying like I'm writing stuff but I'm just like ah and then because there's this one thing that like I'm trying to figure out because again I like again because I can't d- describe it I can't even like mm-hmm. try to voice to you what I'm trying to describe because I can't describe. It. Do you ever sit there making faces at your yes writing trying to figure out how to describe like what a particular facial expression looks like? Yes. Well, and, like the one that I'm trying to—it's with your feet, and you kind of, sort of like that flash dance, like then on like quickly like bouncing up and down. Oh yeah, like toes. a little tippy tappy. But like, in like a dancey, excited way. But like, how do you? What? Uh, yeah, I don't know. And this is the other problem sometimes with trying to describe describe body motions is there's no like good way to describe it. Like there's a way to describe it. Yeah. But like, how do I describe it without it sounding ridiculous? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so like that's where I've been struggling the last little bit. But, so, like, this book, to me, feels so, um, again, lack of a better word, because, as we've just learned, I can't describe things. It feels artsy, and not in that, like, artsy-fartsy, but more in, like, mm-hmm. like not artsy, but, like, art. Yes. Writing, like, and again, because it's not, it is mostly just, like, regular, I always confuse these, prose. Verse. Yes, prose. 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 Um, it's because I always think that verse is prose, and then I get myself confused because I <laughs> get stuck in that loop where I'm like, no, you thought it was this, therefore it's the other. Um, and then I confuse myself. So it's like partially that, but then it has kind of like a poetic feel to it, but then... Well, and especially it's because it has the, like... the, um, the bits and pieces of the sort of nursery rhymes yeah. and little songs throughout, which are in verse. Yes. Yeah. Well, and even just, you know, the beginning of every, like, chapter, it has a little, like, what do they call it, where there's, like, the super stylized, like, the first letter is, like, Mm -hmm. illustrated and super stylized. Yeah, like, the way it is in, like, an illuminated manuscript. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that kind of, like, pulls into my... So, like, I I feel like it's... To recommend it, you'd have to recommend it to someone who, again, artsy is not the right word, but who is a bit more with that sort of... Mm-hmm. visual, sensual, artistic side of words. Agreed. 
described so beautifully. No, um, I, yeah, no, I totally know what you mean. Like, cause you do have to work a little bit harder at it. Like yeah. with this one, just because there's more to, as I, like I said at the beginning, it's not a straightforward narrative of like, you know, so much of it is the, the story and the way that it's told and the language and like yeah. how it all fits together and the way it like slowly unfolds. Yeah. If that made sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it's, it's in that way of like, because at the same time, I was also reading a thriller, um, a Riley Sager, shout out, we've done episodes before. Um, so it's that same idea of like the mystery, but, and that kind of back and forth of like, you don't always know exactly who is who, or like you're only, you kind mm-hmm. of only think, you know, or like, because you're only given a certain amount. So it kind of, like, on paper, it almost falls exactly like that, where you're, like, back and forth, and you're like, oh, no, wait, you know, is, you know, is Eleanor bad, or is the father bad, or, like, who's, who's mm-hmm. the evil, who's the, and you're kind of flipping back and forth and trying to figure it out, and then it all comes together in the end, very much just like my thriller. But with, the like, that type of thriller, like, I can read physically so fast. Right. But then, like, with this, because it's a different world and, like, just the way everything's described and talked about, like, you have to stop and, like, focus more and then you're, like, soaking Mm -hmm. it in more. So it's just a very different experience. Agreed. That's so awesome. So, yeah, anyone who's into that kind of thing, I would definitely recommend this. Yeah. Even just, like, you know, people who lean towards fantasy even, I think, like, Mm -hmm. even if it's a little more if it's deeper than some other fantasies, like I think they would still get a lot from it. Agreed. So good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, as always, Coach House steering us in the right direction. Right. Uh, well, and just like, this is the entire reason we have the book club and the podcast, right? Like mm-hmm. we're finding all those different things. Like we've, I know in the, you know, in the last few episodes, I'm sure we've talked about it. Like even just us picking different books for each other we've read different things for sure. And then especially working with coaches, we've come across so many things that like we never would have read before and it's all these different things. And then it's just like, we're learning different ways that we could write or like different ways to do things. And it's just mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Coach house is always a really, really good one for like getting a book that makes me think differently about writing. Yes. Yeah. Like they've all been so unique. Mm hmm. Yeah, such good times. <sighs> we are going to be back in two weeks with an episode. Yep. I had to, um, <laughs> I had to like the coffee out. gets cold. Is that yes. our next one? Um, so yeah, I'm we're so it's a little you know, Bookstagram made me do it all over the place. Yeah, uh, but also like time travelly, and you know yes. we like anything timeline time travelly. We do. Um, so we'll be talking about that next. So everyone get your coffee and get ready. Uh, we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.